Purgatory, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season four, episode 10, Self-Reliance. Self-Reliance. Written by Gina Fattore. Gina, we have some questions. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, we got some great lines. But girl, the lines knocked him out of the park. Um, Directed by David Petrarca who also directed episodes of Joan of Arcadia, which is a big one for me. I love mm-hmm. that show. Big Love, Game of Thrones, True Blood, and Jessica Jones, among many others. I also love Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, this one originally aired on December 20th, 2000, two days after my 17th birthday. Wow, happy birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't remember what I did. Um <laughs> description from wikipedia wait your 18th birthday no 20 17 17, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i do remember what i did for my 18th birthday um joey can't find a moment alone to study or deal with her feelings (laughs) true (laughs) dawson's collaborations with brooks uh begins begins rejuvenating his filmmaking spirit jack takes jen takes jack to a gay straight teen coalition meeting but she seems to fit in with the crowd more than Jack does. Wonder why, Jen- Jennifer. <laughs> they, they meet one of the lead members, Toby, and he clashes with Jack, leading him to be exceptionally keen to putting da- Jack down. That's it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird description. I know. Okay. Nothing about Pacey or Gretchen either. But, yeah. Okay. Um. So history, my history is mysteries. December 16th, 2000. This is, there's a lot of murder in this, just an FYI to everyone. (laughs) Um, Property appraiser Jerry Michael Williams is reported missing after going duck hunting at Lake Seminole and is assumed to have accidentally drowned. His wife, Denise, is convicted of his murder 18 years later. Whoa. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Did she really do it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think yeah. she did. Um, December 20th, 2000, brothers Reginald and Jonathan Carr break into a house in Wichita, Kansas, subjecting the occupants to torture and eventual murder. Mm-hmm. Only one of the occupants survived, and the brothers were caught the next day. The event became known as the Wichita Massacre. <laughs> wow. Sorry, it's just funny how or not funny is not the right word but like how americans use the word massacre <laughs> yeah. we were being in boston being like oh four people died yeah. and there's a boston massacre <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> we're extra in everything we do including murder <laughs> unless it's kids being murdered and then we don't we apparently don't care i mean i care but <clears throat> um December 24th, 2000, the Texas 7, remember last week I told you they escaped, they rob a sports store in Irving, Texas, police officer Aubrey Hawkins is shot dead. So when they're all captured again, they all, I think they get the death penalty. Um, December 24th, 2000, the Christmas Eve bombings in several churches in Indonesia kill 18 people. Oh my gosh. And to end on a high note... (laughs) December 28th, 2000, U.S. retail giant Montgomery Ward announces it is going out of business after 128 years. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. Mm, yes. So, um, there we go. I never yeah, went was a to lot one of mayhem. Of a Montgomery Did, Ward. Been to a Montgomery Ward. My I grandma loved it. them. There was one in Salinas, I think. Okay. I don't yeah. know where there was one where I grew up. But. Yeah. But it also might have been, I think it was Montgomery Wards. We, they called it Montgomery Wards. My yeah, grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I remember it. Yeah. Wards. Yeah. Apostrophe. Wards. Yeah. But wasn't that it? Wasn't that someone's no. name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> all the other ones were. It makes sense. Because like Robinson's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloomingdale's. Yeah. No. Um, anyway. Um, number one movie is Castaway. Oh, you which know, I've I never s- seen that. Still to this day, I've never seen that. <laughs> it just doesn't appeal to me. Not at all. I Not know uh, people say that it's great. Um, I trust is. you, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw a clip of him like like using a, a ice skate to take his tooth out. And I was like, I don't need to see that. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. <laughs> oh, and the movie in between Grinch and this one was um, What Women Want was the number oh, one movie. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson, who unfortunately yeah. still has a career. Um, and so number one song, still the Independent Woman Part 1 by Destiny's Child. Um, almost all of the, the things are the same. So mm-hmm. I dug into the list at number 79, making its debut on the Hot 100 this week. This one is for Genevieve, who I live with right now. Um, Garth Brooks's Wild, Wild Horses uh, made its debut. <laughs> Not know that wild horses. Not this. Yeah. No, it's not the same wild horses. No, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So it's a good one. It's a good one. Um. You know, I have a thing for Garth Brooks. Yeah. I really. Although I love he him. would be good if he covered that song. Yeah. The the nineties. The nineties yeah, prom Stones song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the su- it was always the Sundays singing it in nineties yeah, proms. Too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Rolling Stones one. No, it's not the same. Um. Anyway, so there we go. Cool. Um, so Aaron, uh, we open in Dawson's dark room, I know. which I always forget is there. And then I'm like, oh, right. Jesus oh, right. Christ. He's that rich and his yeah. parents are that supportive of his like yeah. artistic dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> and it's cool because Jack's there. So there, yeah, yeah. the boys cute. time they're having boys. Yeah. Time. I love it. You know, and, um, Jack's giving Dawson a hard time about Gretchen, which is also, it's actually so cute. I loved it. I love this. What's going on? And Dawson's being super evasive about it. And Jack's like, I mean, you fucking kissed. Like, yeah, yeah. And like, he's like, you know, Dawson's trying to like play it cool. And he's like, you know, not every kiss has to be a life altering event. And I'm like, I mean, true. That's very true. I don't think Dawson knows that, but it's true. And this is my thing. Like, I wanted to just, like, take a moment for this scene because, like, I felt the same way where I was like, I love this. I love this dynamic. I love this, like, Dawson-Jack friendship that we, like, have kind of seen hints at, but we haven't seen a lot of. And I'm like, I I, don't get me wrong. I wish Jack had queer friends. (laughs) Like, give give the boy queer people to hang out with. But also, I like what I think that this show does so well with the character of Jack and its straight men is that, like it shows this really nice friendship between them. And like Jack gets to talk about, cause Jack sort of makes a joke about his own like kiss with Ethan. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dawson's like, uh, not all kisses work out. And then Jack's like, Oh yeah, I know. I'm aware. (laughs) And like, 
oh my god give me this like these teen boys yeah. are bonding over romance sure one of them is making out with boys and one of them is making out with girls but like but hello like, it's like yeah like your sexual preference like shouldn't matter within yeah. these conversations that boys have and this is something that i was like that, i think that's why i was so stoked on it because i complain about how jack's sexuality is always seen as these sad stories you know mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this one it's just like this is like normalizing of like like do guys can be friends like who they want to fuck just really doesn't matter <laughs> yeah totally and jack's like so so they like leave the dark room and jack's like you know, Dawson gives Jack a picture to give to Grams and Jack's like, what do you mean? I'm not going there. And he's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I know yeah. you. And yeah, then yeah. Jack tells Dawson that Jen, he and Jen are going to Provincetown. I want to go someday. I know me too. <laughs> Just like putting that into the universe. And they are going to a gay straight team coalition meeting. <laughs> Dawson's like, that sounds kind of political. Jack's like, yeah. that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. So it's cute. <laughs> so as they walk out of the dark room, they bump right into Gretchen. Yeah, Gretchen's She's like, hey. <laughs> hey. And they all like kind of exchange awkward gla glances. Yeah. Jack's like, oh, like, oh you know. God. <laughs> And um, Gretchen's like, Jack's like, I'm out of here. And Gretchen's yeah. like, hey, D-boy. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, like, clear the air. That's generally, yeah. like, my vibe in these circumstances. Well, she, she says that she's there to help clean. But really, uh -huh. like, that's not yeah. why she's there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and she's like, you know, usually I just would have cleared the air right away. Like, I just want to address that this was, like, a mistletoe kiss. Like, yeah. no big deal. And Dawson's like, yeah, that's the page I'm on, too. Yeah. Like, you know, and like <laughs> he does acknowledge that it's a little bit weird because she's his ex-best friend's older sister, which right. I do like that they're bringing this up because yeah. that is weird in the narrative oh. of Dawson's Creek where like joey is dawson's possession so it's like you can't have it both ways you know right. where like you like are you know connected to a girl but like pacey's sister doesn't matter you know yeah, when it yeah. have like elements of awkwardness to it yeah yeah and you know they kind of like are like okay great we got that cleared up and like dawson lets gretchen out of the house and they say happy holidays to each other and it's like Okay, and it's one of those scenes right. where it's like nothing weird here, but it's like yeah, yeah. it's like super weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And yeah, exactly. It's like you know, you can't tell if also Gretchen's uncomfortable about it too. Right. She seems a little uncomfortable. They yeah, do. but it's like you don't know why because she doesn't know if she's like shit. I shouldn't be kissing a young kid that has a crush on me because you shouldn't. No, no. Totally, totally. But also mistletoe, like that, like kind of complicates yeah, the whole thing. Like, yeah, I think she just got wrapped up in the like spirit of the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why she's over there to be like, fuck, like I shouldn't be kissing someone who has a crush on me if I don't feel that way because you shouldn't. That's like no, really totally. sketchy, totally. you know, and then Dawson's like, no, no, it meant nothing. But also that's not true either, you know, yeah. but like how do you have an honest conversation about this, especially since they've only been friends now for like three months. months. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so after the credits, we go to the B&B &B and Joey and Pacey are like seeing Bessie and Bodie off. And Pacey's yeah. like, all right, three all nights right, alone. Self, you know. And Joey um, smacks reality into him. Bro, yeah. there's a toddler here. Yeah. There's and guests. <laughs> uh, there's guests and I have a test on transcendentalism tomorrow. Yeah. 
Um, so, but I'm really excited. Like, are both Bodie and Bessie getting like a little like, like, yeah, like, like romantic getaway? Yeah, no, I'm happy so for cute. them. Good. Yeah. And also, it's so is nice Joey of Joey to agree to that? Yeah, totally. But also, is Joey wearing like Pacey's flannel because she's dressed a little like me? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't notice, but oh, probably. I noticed. I notice a good flannel anytime I see it. <laughs> I just can't take my eyes off her hair. Those bangs, girl. <laughs> they kept smacking me right in the face. I know. And Dawson's hair, too. I was like, Dawson and her are talking. I know. It's hard because it's in a pivotal scene. I'm just like, your hair, both of y'all. <laughs> yeah. What's happening. Woo. So she, Joey, like, starts cleaning up the porch, and Pacey's like, we got to talk about last night. And Joey's kind of like, you were the hit of the party. Like, what's there to talk about? Yeah. So we're one day after last exactly but what's wild is that this aired a month after yeah that (laughs) totally it's weird yeah but i'm kind of glad because it was a little bit left on a cliffhanger you know but it's weird i like i uh, in my future oral history of the wb i'm gonna like get down to brass tacks about what this was because like what these breaks were because there was a month break and then, mm-hmm. like, there's almost a month between this one and the next one. This episode was yeah. just, like, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it must have been, I don't know, like, the Olympics <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh. oh, maybe. That's actually a good good guess. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so so Pacey's like, no, no, no. I want to talk about Dawson and Gretchen kissing yeah, at that, like, party. that party. The other party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, and she just is like, no, I don't. I don't care. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like you know but i only have an hour to study emerson and thoreau and before alexander gets up so you know yeah. can't talk about this and then alexander and then starts the crying immediately. yeah 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 and it's it's annoying because it 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 just is unbelievable yeah that she hadn't thought about it at all yeah even if she wants to say to him like yeah, I know it was weird to walk in on that, but like I'm f- okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> like the like, idea whatever. she hasn't thought about it at all is like unbelievable to yeah. anyone. Yeah, know? that's where the lie really shows itself. Yeah, um. it's like, come on, like for how much you lie, Joey, you're still so bad about it. <laughs> Get better, girl. <laughs> <laughs> all that practice and look at yeah. you. <laughs> so then we go to Jack and Jen in what looks like a great '90s coffee shop. Um, I know. <laughs> We there's like the chairs, the couches. It's I know. Just like, it do they reminded still have me. Those? We found that one in Albuquerque a couple of years ago. Remember yeah. that one that we had like lentil yeah, soup yeah. at? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh they always God. have lentil was, soup. I know. <laughs> those coffee shops. If you like, you're like, oh, lentil soup, and it's like yeah. the best lentil soup you've ever eaten. <laughs> always. I know. And some hippie in dreadlocks is always making it. <laughs> always. Oh God. Anyway, yeah, there's a like fancy Starbucks in Echo Park that is like oh, a yeah. fake one like that where yeah, they have no. like couches and everything. And then the this whatever baristas have to wear like hats. It's really funny. Yeah. No, that's my that's the one I go to when I'm on my way to work sometimes. Um, got it. So then we go. Jack's like, I don't know. I don't feel like I fit in because I don't have any piercings. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I roll Jack. <laughs> Come on. 
And well, like, they're so mean to him, though, so I kind of feel him. I you feel know? him later, but right. just walking in, he's like, oh, my God. And, yeah. you know, he's like, this isn't really my scene. And Jen's like, well, to be frank, your scene is like Dawson, Grams, and I. Yeah. Which, like, I guess Joey and Pacey are not part I know, of that scene. that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, Pacey has been his, like, number one ally since the yeah. get-go. And they don't, like, hang out with him. That's so fucking sad. It's, yeah. And then Jen <laughs> tells us the adage that we should all live by. This is quote number one of this episode. I have yeah. a ton. <laughs> you cannot spend your whole life surrounded by straight people. Words we should all live by. Amen. Okay. So true. So true. <laughs> and then she puts in her coffee order, which you know I'm going to take umbrage with, and I wrote down, <laughs> which is two skinny vanilla lattes, extra hot, no foam. And this, I call bullshit on this. There's no way Jennifer Lindley orders this coffee drink. No, no, no. And not like 17-year-old Jennifer Lindley either. No. She's drinking black coffee. You can yeah, maybe get me to buy this. she drinks. Yeah, she yeah. may be a cappuccino, maybe a cappuccino, right. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. espresso, sure. But pff, skinny vanilla latte, no. I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. Doesn't check out at all. No, <laughs> no. I have feelings about how people order coffee. Um, <laughs> so then this like pretty cute guy comes up and and like is like, oh hey, you guys, you guys here for the meeting? <laughs> Jen's like, sure are. <laughs> Yep. And look, I already told you all my favorite line is in episode four of this season, also written by the great Gina Fattori. This is a very close mm-hmm, second mm-hmm. because yes, this, yes, man, sure. this man takes one look at Jen in her jean jacket and her bandana and says, thank God we need more lesbians with decent haircuts. <laughs> Tattoo it on my back. Oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Is that going to be your Dawson's Creek tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I just think I want a salad dressing on the side as my Dawson's Creek tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> just subtle. I love it. I love it. <laughs> anyway, so we learned that this man is Toby. Yeah. And um, Toby looks at Jack and is like, do I know you? And Jack's yeah. like, I don't, I don't think we've met before. And then Toby's like, oh, yeah, the gay football player. <laughs> And Jack's like, oh, like, I don't really like that yeah. title, like, you know, and then Toby is like unsupportive of this and is like, what, the gay part or the football part? Yeah, because Jack's like, I don't like, I'm not comfortable with labels. And like, I feel for Jack in that, like, I mean, I get it. Like being called the well, yeah. gay football player is not like great that's not a narrative he made for himself it's like something that dawson kind of thrust on him and he didn't really know what he was getting into and like if he even if he had made it for himself and he doesn't like being called that he doesn't like being called that you know and this guy's like a dick to him for no reason i I guess i'm just like triggered because like every white dude we see on the show which the show is only white dudes they like that they introduce for is like for our characters are just like dicks to them <laughs> first i mean even ethan i was listening to the dawson's creeps girls i'm a little mm-hmm. behind on their podcast talking about um not girls women talking about um <laughs> the introduction of ethan and i was like yeah dude that was fucking brutal yeah 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 it's always like no he's mean because he likes you and you're just like what oh, is God. this <laughs> get out of here <laughs> 
<laughs> Even if that's true, it's like, so what? They're mean. <laughs> right. Totally. So we go the, then to Mr. Brooks's house and Brooks is like, Brooks is like in the middle of a conversation with Dawson about like, what are you going to get out of this? Yeah. Making a documentary about me. And Dawson's like, I want to learn about filmmaking w- from you. And my note is Dawson, my friend, you can just talk to someone. I know. You don't have to film it all. Yeah. And like, I've already maintained like document documentary filmmaking is completely different than the kind of filmmaking that Dawson wants to make. Absolutely. Although I do think doing an interview on camera with this guy is not a bad idea. Yeah. But like, you don't have to make a documentary. You could just talk to him. Right. Totally. (laughs) It's super bizarre. (laughs) But, you know, he's getting his movie chops back, you know? Yeah. And Mr. Brooks is like, you could, like, what do you get his vibe on it? He's just warming up to Dawson's, like, precociousness. I don't know. Like, I feel like he's kind of like what even are you like what are what's your game here young man you know Hmm. and like i think he likes dawson i think that was made clear in the last one right and he opened up to him a little bit but i think he's still kind of like not totally sold on this like idea of a movie being made about him yeah so he agrees to the ai Mm -hmm. brooks cinema school (laughs) yeah with producer credit (laughs) Loved just it. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Loved it. I was like, like man knows how to work. negotiate. <laughs> I know. It was so fucking funny. Yeah. And he tells Dawson that Dawson will be the director in name only. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Love this dude. Yeah. He, so. He also like goes through this, like Dawson goes through this list at one point of like older film directors and younger film directors that like mentored them. And like. I just had to note that it was all white dudes. Straight oh, white dudes. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. It was like... That checks out. <laughs> mm. Just in case you wanted a definition of boys club, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so then, like, Mr. Brooks tells him... Oh, oh. so then we go to Jack and Jen. Yeah. And, and Toby is, like, leading the discussion for this <laughs> club or whatever. And he's, yeah. like, a total AJ, right? <laughs> Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he likes like, hey, you over there. Why are you here? You know, like kind of reminiscent of the like, you know, favorite book scene in the AJ and Joey story. Mm -hmm. And Jack stands up and he starts to tell his story about being discriminated against in the soccer field, you know. And then Toby just completely takes over the narrative. Yeah, because, like, Jack's, like, you know, I was coaching this Pee Wee soccer team, and and then P- Toby, like, butts in and is like, and let me guess, they they fired you when they found out with you were queer, but they didn't fire you because you were queer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, fight the power, Toby, but also I, I, I see what you're saying, too, that, like, that's <laughs> yeah. not how Jack sees it. Yeah, and then Toby's like, let me guess, you did nothing about it. And Jack's like, well, yeah. you know, I kind of wanted to, like, protect the kids here. And then Toby, like, kind of fires back, is like, oh, well, how is it protecting the kids by allowing this to happen? And, like, while, like, these are all true narratives, it's like, oh, why are you mad about the adults here? Why are you (laughs) eating your friends, you know? Like, these are your allies. The people that are showing up to these meetings are your allies. The fucked up people are the adults and the fact that, like, Mitch knew about this, the principal knew about this, and Mm -hmm. they didn't fucking do anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. And like, okay, boomer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Toby goes, so the last thing is that our two favorite lesbians, Anna and Sarah, both of whom have great hair, by the way. So the dearth of the hair, it's yeah. not really a problem in this club. I know. The lesbians no, have no, great no, no. hair. Yeah. <laughs> and they got kicked out of a bowling alley for kissing. And like, you know, the owners, I guess, claimed that they're against all form of PDA, but like they're going to go test that theory. Right. And Jack sort of mutters to Jen, like, like, I don't agree with Jack, but I think that he's so funny in these scenes. <laughs> I know. Because he's like, God forbid future two generations of gay teens are denied the right to bull. It's <laughs> like, so like, I do not care about this. <laughs> it like, is funny. Like the, like, yeah, the bowling. Jack, Jack is very anti-bowling. Jack, Jack is like really has a thing about bowling and, and like you know they're so they're kind of like talking back and forth under their breath and Toby's like um did you have something to share with the group like yeah and you're like okay AJ like I don't know like yeah. how are you welcoming people like you know I don't know it's so no, weird it's, yeah and Jen's just like oh just like we wanted to know what time yeah you know and yeah um so we go back to the B&B where Joey's like studying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like reading and she hears some like hammering. So she goes to see what's happening and she sees Pacey is like taking care of Alexander as in the kitchen. And they're like playing with wooden spoons and hitting them on the stove. And she's annoyed <laughs> that <laughs> this is happening. Well, they have like a weird like new parent fight. <laughs> It's very odd. It's like, yeah, she's like, he's supposed to be going to bed and you're like riling him up and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Paisley's like, I was just trying to like, he was antsy. I was like trying to get his energy out. Yeah. Like, and like, he, he's like, I've here? got this under control. Like, go, please go, go study. back to studying. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, I got this under control. You need to leave. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what is her deal here? <laughs> I don't know. She. Like, I, I don't know. I was like, is she worried about possibly fucking him? Like, is that what's happening? We find out later. No, that's <laughs> no, not it. That's but not like, yeah, she's like, I'm going to do this my way. Yeah. You know? And she I will say where the way she shoves the clothes onto him is very funny. She's like, pulls yeah, they have like, a lot of like slapstick where she's like putting like the hat on him, putting his jacket and like pushes him out the door, like similar yeah. to like the episode where um Bessie put Joe Pacey pushes Bessie out of the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By her face. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so it's like, and then look, immediately, like she looks at Alexander, says two sentences. Yeah, and she's then, like there's uh, a knock. we're gonna do this the easy way right you're gonna yeah. go to bed and then she and then there's a knock at the door immediately yeah. it's like and she's like pacey what the fuck and she <laughs> opens the door Ooh, it's two customers and yeah. they're two kids right so here's my thing aaron it's i know it's nitpicky but like there's no way in hell pacey did not pass these people yeah like no no way no. in hell, and no way in hell, Pacey would see four people coming into the BNB and not turn exactly. around and be like, "Let me cook," totally. or like, you know, "Let yeah. me set up the room." Exactly. Or are you sure you don't need my help? <laughs> like... Yeah. 
Um, so the next morning we go to Pacey and Gretchen's and like Gretchen's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, She's like, she reads a little note. I thought you were at Joey's. Yeah. Why the fuck are you here? Yeah. And Pacey's like, she kicked me out. Which reminds me, why were you kissing Dawson? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> so literally the sentence. <laughs> They're such good siblings. They're I love the it. best siblings. I love this scene. <laughs> and Gretchen's like, ooh, you saw that? Yikes. Yeah. And Pacey's and like, she- yeah, I saw that. And so did someone else. Right. And then she's like, you know, could we, could we like, like, Pacey's like, why do you have to kiss Dawson and not someone your own age? And Gretchen yeah. is me and is like, can I not have this conversation before my coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Pacey's like, uh, no, we're going to have this conversation. Yeah. And she's like, it was a kiss. And it, it means mistletoe. nothing. Yeah. And Pacey, this one made me laugh. She's yeah, like, made me laugh so a hard. kiss isn't a kiss, especially in Cape Side. <laughs> <laughs> like, almost spit my water out. <laughs> <laughs> and Gretchen is me and going like, dude, didn't you play spin the bottle? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and Pacey then says something totally and completely untrue, which he's like, you know, that 80s tradition wasn't a thing when I hit puberty. And I'm like, that is a bald faced lie. Well, she only hung out with Dawson and Joey. Okay, true. But other kids were playing Spin the Bottle. I know because we played Spin the Bottle. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah totally. But like, <laughs> like <come laughs> you know, he just doesn't want to say like, I only hung out with Dawson and Joey. He's like being a brother. Like, no, you're old. <laughs> yeah, I agree totally. with you, though. Yeah. And, um, and Gretchen's like, well, why do you care? And yeah. he's like, well, I don't care. But Joey does. Yeah. But do you think he cares? Do I think he cares? Um, Yeah, I do think he cares. I think he cares that his sister thinks that like question is telling the truth like it was just a kiss it doesn't matter and he knows Dawson so he's like well it does matter so don't act like that but like not it doesn't matter to Gretchen you know but Mm -hmm. I I do think he cares. I mean I definitely think he cares. I think he cares. And I think, like, I think he cares in a little brother way. You know, he's like, anytime someone's kissing my sister, I'm going to care somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, and not in a, I don't mean like that in a possessive, like, shitty way. I just mean, like, you care. I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a family member. Like, who is this? You know, or whatever. Like, most of the time, uh, I'm not let in on the just, like you know the like random kisses yeah but when i am i'm like okay what's going on there you know yeah yeah and like maybe he cares like a little bit about dawson because he knows about how dawson feels about gretchen or felt about gretchen so he's like don't play with his feelings like (laughs) he's gone through enough this this year (laughs) you know totally yeah and like you know yeah that's a good point too (laughs) but like you know, Gretchen's kind of like, why aren't you talking to Joey about this? Like, why are you, why are you here yeah. fucking annoying me? And, and basically, like, I try to pick me out, you know? She said and she like, hadn't thought about it. Yeah. And, Gre- and Gretchen's like, ooh, that's a big lie. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> the, I'm telling you, these two, put them in a buddy comedy now. I know. Yeah. And Pacey, it's so sweet because he's like, I don't know what to do. Either I pretend I believe her and take the high road or I like force the issue and I look like a jerk, you know, like 
what should I do? Yeah. I just want to say really quick that I don't think those roads correspond to what Pacey's actually saying. (laughs) But like, but yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also don't think those are the same. Like, I think you don't have to look like a jerk by asking someone either. But he does know Joey and he knows that if he pushes her on her, she's going to snap at him because she lies. She's a liar, you know? Yeah. And Gretchen's like, you know, just be a good boyfriend, like be kind and caring about it. And Paisley's like, and if that doesn't work, and Gretchen's <laughs> like, well, press the issue, be a jerk. I believe in yeah. you. I know you can yeah. do it. <laughs> and it's pretty decent advice because like on the one hand, like maybe that's what Joey wants to be is like, oh, I haven't thought about it. Like, you know, like I fake it till I make it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I you know, and I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, to be like, I don't need, like, I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to see like that. Building the boundaries of like how to incorporate the like elephant of Dawson within their relationship, you right. know. So she just wants to be like, sure. I would rather pretend like that didn't happen. I don't need to think about it. And that's what I want to do. If that's what she wants to do and like move forward, then it's like, okay, you need to do that Pacey. But if she's going to like say that and then act out at Pacey, then it's like, you have to be like, you can't be fucking doing this. You can't have it both ways. Totally. Totally. Um, Totally. So in class the next day, Dawson sits down next to Joey and this is the scene with the hair. It's like hair everywhere. It's so hard. hard. (laughs) And like Joey's like buried in the book, like that they're having a test for in this class. Yeah. Yeah. And Dawson's like, are you like, are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready? And Joey's like, yeah, yeah. yeah." And and he's like, I've never seen you with Cliff's notes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's just like a study aid. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. And he's like, you would tell me the truth though, right? And, and she she's says, like, sure. Sure, yeah. Fucking lie. And it's like, he stares at her like realizing that she's a liar. Like, just like it finally comes to him. It's like, Joey always lies to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and Mr. Kasdan then comes in with the tests. And okay, he says that these are going to be short answers as well as essays. And I'm like, he wouldn't announce that. <laughs> No, that would have been announced many times. And also, like, how long is this period? Yeah, <laughs> I have questions. And like, <laughs> and just this whole storyline in general doesn't make sense because, yeah. like, Joey, we're supposed to think she's a really good student, so if she knew that the night before her test, like, she was going to be busy with Alexander. She would have studied the night before that, right? You know, or like, told it doesn't Bessie make and Bodie that like they needed to like go away the next day, it a different time. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, you know that like. Yeah. Um, for how much they act like she's a good student. Like, I don't know, like just in terms of my high school experience, even still, like you studied for the test, but that like didn't mean that you were like learning all the material before the right. test. Like that's yeah. not what studying means in my opinion. And you're right. And you're correct <laughs> in that. So like Joey looks all downtrodden when this announcement gets made about the essays and then like Dawson like looks all worried at her. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to Jack and Jen at school and Jen's, Jack's like, I'm not fucking bowling. Like, Do, Yeah, it's so fucking perfect. <laughs> Jack's just like, I'm not I'm, fucking going bowling. I'm not doing that, you know. And Jen's like, it'll be so fun. And Jack says, bowling has never once been fun. 
so fucking perfect. I love Jack's. I like want the backstory. Why does Jack hate bowling so much? <laughs> I know. It's just like this setup of like, you know, the popular kids, the football players, they don't go bowling. That's what like the freaks do. They go bowling. Uh, oh, is, is that kind of, it? I think that's what they're trying oh, to do okay. in this. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Of like Jack's a popular kid. He's a football player. He doesn't bowl. That's what like the freaks do or like the quote unquote freak, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's like the narrative they're trying to play. And I'm like, All what? Right. like when I was in high school, that's like one of the five things you can do when you're underage. So, oh, totally. Like, we went bowling like, all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's like one of the only things you can do. Yeah, totally. Oh, surf ball. Um, so Jen's like, you know, we don't have to bowl. We can just like hang out and make new friends. And Jack's like, oh, yeah, I don't think I want to make friends with Toby. Like, <laughs> thanks. Okay. Yeah. That only, he's like, you only want to go because he likes you. He, you like, know? worships you. Yeah. And Jen's <laughs> like, well, fair. But, like, I think he likes you, too, because he was being mean. And yeah. just like, Jen, you not remember your experience with Henry. <laughs> I know. She I- thinks it was... I know. <sighs> Although he, she does say that Toby likes her because he worships her more diva-like qualities, which I was like, right? Because Toby yeah. can spot a queen when he sees one. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And um, and then Jack says that like this is an unnatural way to meet new people, and I'm like, what does that mean, Jack? Well, how is that <laughs> unnatural? Yeah. I mean, I guess just because it isn't within his character to go to something like this. I guess. Yeah. And he's kind of saying, like, bowling isn't my vibe. And, like, there's nothing, like, I don't know if he's saying there's something wrong with that. But, like, on the whole, like, if bowling isn't your vibe and then you're, like, forcing yourself to hang out with people that are obsessed with bowling, it's like, well, you know. I don't know that they're obsessed. They're just trying to, like. Right. But (laughs) But I hear you. I hear you. That's what the story is trying to perpetuate. All I was thinking was, like, Grindr's going to hit you like a fucking ton of bricks, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um so so jackson like look this guy is like hi i'm gay like that's all i am and like that's fucking weird right and i think that like i do think that like people who come out in high school well people who come out whenever but like there is this time where you're like figuring out that like kind of everything how much of your life is defined by your sexuality and then like you hit this period where you realize how little of your life is defined by your sexuality and so i was like it's actually kind of interesting because toby seems to be in that like okay like you know yeah toby you are a homosexual and we live in a world that hates homosexuals for god knows what fucking reason and um you know like you have to realize how political your just existence is Mm -hmm. and i think like that's where toby's in the middle of and like you know i'm like it's just hard because we see toby perpetuating like homophobia to jack like he's just being a dick to jack you know for like kind of no reason he's not the right kind of gay you know and jack's over here being like i don't like that like i don't like the fact that i don't fit into this mold that you know goes to like makes everything political and then therefore like i'm shunned by people you know but also i mean i think there's also i I think you're right but also i think there's for jack too some internalized homophobia about his own sexuality that he's like and Toby you know, as well, obviously. Yeah, totally. 
which I think is fascinating. I wish we mm-hmm. dug a little deeper into this. So Jack's like on one. And yeah. he's like, just because we have the same sexual orientation doesn't mean we have anything else in common. And Jen's like, which is you're true. totally right. That is true. And she's also like, you're totally right. And Jack finally is like, you know, why, why do you keep agreeing you, with me? Why are you being so nice about this? Yeah. And Jen's just like, I'm going to go without you. <laughs> Good. Funny, yeah. Go meet one of those lesbians, Jen, and make all my dreams come true. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we go over to Dawson filming at Mr. Brooks' house. And yeah. Dawson's like, so is it true that there's only six stories to tell? <laughs> and then Mr. Brooks says some fucking heteronormative, sketchy, heteronormative shit. shit. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, no, there's only three. Guy meets girl. Guy loses girl. Girl gets the guy or something. Guy loves girl. Guy gets uh, girl. Guy loses girl. Guy loses girl. <laughs> I know. And like now Dawson's... I see why Gretchen was like, did we like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gretchen's like, I don't know about this shit. That's some fucking sketchy ass <laughs> white dude shit. Yeah. And she and like also Dawson's doing some weird camera move. Yeah, and he Brooks like, like he almost like puts the camera like right on Mr. Brooks's nose. And rightfully, Mr. Brooks is like, You want your audience to fucking puke? What's wrong with you? What are you doing right now? This yeah. Documentary. What the fuck are you doing? Have you never seen a documentary? <laughs> You're right. He's like, hold the camera steady. Jesus. And like, then they have this conversation about film, which like, I do not get because Dawson's like, you have to like, be cool about the advancements in film so far. And uh, and then he like brings up the Kung Fu sequence in the Matrix. And I'm like, you're shooting a documentary, Dawson. You're not shooting the fucking Matrix. Yeah. No, it's super bizarre because Dawson's like, I'm going to be a trailblazer. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> like I don't know if you understand the type of storytelling that is documentary filmmaking, you no, know? I think that's and clear. this is why, like, it's kind of bizarre what you're doing, you know? Like, totally. it, maybe you need to do a little bit more, like, research, get some Errol Morris in there. Like, watch on. a documentary, which yeah, it seems like, like you, you haven't know, seen. Like, yeah. A comparison of, like, okay, there's this great gardens and that type of documentary. And this is, like, mm-hmm. the thing blue line and this kind of documentary and like that was what changed documentaries was like you know this new type of storytelling but it's not about new film like you know like filming techniques (laughs) it's no it's not that's correct so brooks then gives this great takedown of gladiator which i really liked before telling dawson that la confidential was his favorite movie of the 90s because Mm -hmm. it was full of complex human emotion and had a sexy blonde. Ugh. Not my favorite. Um, so they go on this like tangent about love triangles. Right. And Brooks is like, you know why so many great movies are about love triangles? It's simple. For every piece of happiness, there's also a piece of unhappiness. And if you haven't told both sides, you haven't told the whole story. Um, I don't know about you, but I actually fucking hate love triangles. <laughs> They're just boring, you know. <laughs> it's hard. I don't think it happens that often. No. In real I life. I mean, I... Yeah, like, no, not the way that they're portrayed in the movies. No way. And I feel like post-Twilight, like, there's always like we never need another which, one. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's always a world in which, like, you're you're dating two people because you're, like, casually dating, and then you kind of have to choose between one. But that's not really a love triangle, right, you know? Right, right. 
Well, and it's like, I feel like, I feel like Twilight really exacerbated this situation with like the Team Edward, Team Jacob shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for the record, Team Jacob. Um, but like, <laughs> fuck Edward. But, um, but I was like, you know, I, I was thinking about this and I was like, that really like, I feel like was the, the one where like, it, it was like so wild. Yeah, and yeah, I just feel like totally. after that, I'm like, we don't need this. This is not a fun story to listen to or watch. Exactly. Because again, I guess from my perspective, like whoever you think is the good guy, like I agree with you. I was always like Edward sucks, but like whatever, like the girl chooses is all that matters. Like right. women are allowed to make mistakes, you know, and <laughs> choose they people are. that you're like, I don't know if that person's right for you, but like, I don't live in your head. So I don't like, why do I get a say? Totally. And I'm going to amend and say Sweet Home Alabama is the only love triangle that works. Yeah, I was going to say that, too, because yeah. it's like you're kind of like, well, both these stories make sense. Yeah. And like whoever Dempsey they, or Josh or Lucas, both of them are great. Yeah. And you can kind of see how the triangle comes to be where it's yeah. like you're, you know, like that is a world in which like you could actually see that coming actually out in happening. real life. Totally. Yeah. Okay. That's for our other film criticism podcast. Yeah. That we don't that we don't make. That we don't make. Um, so like Brooks then, like, as soon as they start getting into the heavy stuff, like, um, he's like, I'm done. Like, I don't yeah. wanna I don't wanna talk about this yeah. anymore. And then and like, Dawson gets annoyed and he's like, What? Like, you know, you wanted me to ask all these like deep questions and right when I get into it, you wanna stop. Like, you know, yeah. I need to know about who the girl is that made you give up filmmaking. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, so this is what you're taking away from it is like a girl. Like, I don't know. It's so fucking fascinating. Um, <laughs> it is. And Mr. Brooks is like, fine. Like, I will revisit this really horrific part of my past for you. Why don't I yeah. see you at um, dinner? Like after dinner, yeah. <laughs> and again, you're mm. like, you're going to film an interview at night. <laughs> okay okay um so then we go to the b&b where joey's like putting away groceries and explaining how she did really poorly on this test and we yeah. see that she's talking to alexander yeah she's like i i know it i gotta see you know and again <laughs> i I'm feel just like, seen this doesn't... i feel seen by this yeah like i definitely agree like i was you know like one to be like oh god i gotta see i don't know if mm -hmm. i ever did but like uh uh it doesn't make sense for Joey's character and like I that agree. she would have like waited to the last minute to study. Yeah. And like, even if she, like, I feel like even the part that she did study, we did see her studying. Like, I'm like, you would have gotten a C just walking into the test, like doing right. nothing. Right. Yeah. And then Pacey like walks in the door with groceries and she's she like, says to Alexander, she's like, don't be an overachiever. It leads to heartbreak. And to yeah. be honest, like, I think that's true. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And and then Paisy walks in with groceries and Joey's like super cold to him. And is like, well, I already got groceries. And like Paisy's being really nice. Yeah. He is trying to take the quote high road. He's like, well, I just came over and I, I thought I could cook dinner and you could study. And she's like, starts yelling at him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, okay. You and I sort of sort of briefly touched on this when we were talking before the we started recording. But like my thing is like there's a there's a way in which I'm willing to give Joey a modicum of slack here because I know that when sometimes when you feel shitty, you take it out on the wrong person. Uh -huh. And like, I don't think it's right, but like I could see her doing this. But then it's like she this blows up 
past like i'm feeling yeah. shitty because of this test you yeah. know like she's it doesn't make sense like especially since she was such an asshole in the last episode <laughs> yeah what now we're saying two days prior you know to yeah. like then have her watch her be such an asshole like kind of for no reason like right. i agree with you that we lash out the people we love when we're like stressed out and whatever like yeah. that definitely happens and you always have to work to like not do that <laughs> yeah. up, you know because yeah, it sucks yeah yeah but like to watch her like over and over lash out at him and like then like not come to any conclusions and like right. be like oh shit that was fucked up you know like yeah yeah it's kind of hard, you know. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. She's like, I needed your help last night when the, yeah. the you know the test is over, <laughs> yeah. and he, you know, like I can't go back and change it. And he's like, okay, is this really about the test? Yeah. Well, because she's like legit freaking out and is like crying a little bit. Like she's yeah. like really upset. Yeah. And he's like you know she's just like i'm just like not in a good mood i'm tired of worrying about alexander and like waiting on people and i'm tired of doing everything from myself and like i do have sympathy for joey on how much she has on her plate like she does right. have a tremendous amount on totally. her plate yeah but also he's like you don't have to do everything by yourself that's why i was here last yeah. night to help you like right. you can't have it both ways Right. And he, and then he says, you can't help. I can't help you if you're not going to tell me the truth, though. So fucking true. And she's like, what? And he's like, you know, what's really she's bothering you? like, I am you? telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, this is my question is like, do you feel like in the moment she was telling the truth or do you think that she, because I'm always curious about her consciousness. Like, there are times when I think that Joey doesn't know that she's freaking out about Dawson and Gretchen. But, like, that is what's actually happening. I definitely think that that's true. But she lied about being like, I haven't thought about it. That yeah. part is untrue. Yeah, you sure. know what I mean? Totally. Um, like, I, it, it's just like there's no way Joey walked into that seeing that kiss and was like, I haven't thought about yeah. that since. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. flashed in her head, like, yeah, every yeah, yeah. 15 minutes, you know? Totally. Yeah. Like, has she, like, you know, picked it apart and thought about what it means to her or anything like that? Do I, I find that believable she hasn't because she yeah. doesn't have that emotional intelligence, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. um, but, like, to act like it hasn't, it didn't, like, give her feelings, whatever th those feelings are, is, like, unbelievable. Yeah, totally. Um, and like, you know, cause, cause she, Pacey says like, you're upset about this thing that happened. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, all right, then you're upset about Dawson and you, maybe not yeah. Dawson and Gretchen, but Dawson and, Dawson and, you. and you. Yeah. And like, my and question is like, hasn't this been true all year? <laughs> or no. is it like, like, that's what, that's like what's haven't been happening all year. Right. Yeah. Since they got back. Okay. Yeah, she's upset that they're not friends anymore. <laughs> right. Okay. Just wondering if this just kind of felt like it came out of the blue, even though this seems like the problem that's been ongoing. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she's acting like, how could you say that? And it's like, what? You've been fighting about this since the moment you stepped foot back in Cape Side. Day one. Day one. Day one. With, we when saw you it. lied about that brick, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like... And Joey, like, snaps at him. Yeah. And it's like... It is like unreasonable. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no. you know, she's just like, what? You're the perfect boyfriend. Like you won. Is that what you wanted to hear? Like you beat Dawson. Is that what you wanted to hear? 
And it's like, on the one hand, like, yes, Pacey wants to hear that over and over because he feels insecure about it. But like, that's not what he wanted to hear in this time. That's not what he's saying. Right. And like, I have, I have almost word for word that same note you just made where I was like, yeah, Pacey's like, Pacey's insecure that he'll never live up to Dawson. But like, I, I think Pacey is right. Like, I, I kind of hate this part of the storyline, but I also think Pacey is right that like, she's not dealing with Dawson, Dawson and Gretchen, but just Dawson moving on. Right. And the fact that like, she might not get what she wants, which is her and Dawson being friends again. Right. And that's super painful. And she's allowed to mourn that. She's also allowed to mourn like the end of her relationship with Dawson. Like you're allowed to do that, but like, yeah. you're not allowed to lie to your boyfriend about that, especially when they outright ask you, you know, yeah. like that's just, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but you can also say like, I need a, I need to like collect my thoughts and feelings on it before totally. we have this conversation. Yeah. Like we don't have to talk about it, but you can't lie about it. Yep. <laughs> so we cut to later at the B and B where Pacey's like still there after Alexander gets put to bed and like, you know, Pacey's like, Oh, I did the dishes. I mean, yeah, I the know. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, I didn't come over here to fight about Dawson. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she's and like, yes, like, you did. Yeah, you did. And Pacey's like, okay, maybe that's true. Like, I came over here to talk about Dawson. Yeah. But, like, I don't want us to not talk about things and then to have me one day look up and you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this and is where it just comes like, from. Oh, wait, there's consequences to <laughs> just lying to people. <laughs> there are. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because Joey's like, you know, what, like, what she's things, like, what like yeah, what yeah, does that mean? Yeah, and he's like the future. And I'm just like, okay, here we are. <laughs> like this yeah. is their this is their fucking Achilles heel. Cuz yeah. Joey's like we talk about the future and Pacey says no, we talk around the future. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like I I was trying to put myself back into like senior year in high school, like first semester senior year in high school when it's like mm-hmm. really shit is all up in the air and you like, you don't know yeah, what next year is going to look like. And so there's a part of me that's like, it is a little bit hard to have these conversations at this point because like, you don't know who knows where she's right. going to go. Who knows what's going to happen with him and school. But also, if they're not talking about it at all, if they're not talking about like, oh, here's what we hope happens, or here's what we would like to happen, or here's what, yeah, you know, then and I do also think that's a like to me, like you know, circling back to what I've been saying, the future is like you're gonna lose your virginity to me, right. like you're not gonna be with Dawson anymore. Like that yeah. is a future you thought you were gonna have for like a really long time, and that's a future like you're not gonna have anymore, huh? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, true. So Joey's like, you know, I just don't know why this like Dawson and Gretchen thing bothers me. And like, PC's like, it's okay if it bothers you, but you have to, you have to be able to tell me that. Yeah. He sighs. He does. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I always step over your sides. I'm so sorry. <laughs> People love that too. They all notice. <laughs> tell you that right now <laughs> i see the twitter messages um <laughs> and joey's like well, it's just you know, such a good tactic like he's one to like run into things and jump into things and he's developing this coping skill of like take a deep breath <laughs> breathe yeah. out you know and like <sighs> yeah. yeah like take a beat 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you see it, you see like this, like it feels like the actual representation of like growth within like him Mm -hmm. maturing and being the person he wants to be. Sure. Um, Yeah. And like Joey's like, you know, Pacey, I actually do think about the future and it's like you. Yeah. She's like, I see us. us. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says this amazing thing where she's like, look, Pacey, like we grew up together Mm-hmm. And she's like, but Dawson and I did not grow up. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Slow clap, Joey. Seriously. Oh my gosh. True. It's so fucking true. We've been yelling this. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's like, we're in Dawson's bedroom having the same argument over and over again because whenever yeah. I'm around him, I'm 15 again. And I'm like, girl, this is wise. Go with this I feeling. Know. I know. And it's so true how you kind of establish these communication, you know, strategies and techniques with people like kind of when you meet them. So yeah. it's hard to grow them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like Jocelyn and Joey, they're always like, I know what you think. And that's their, <laughs> their, their communication technique versus Pacey being like, you kind of have to tell me how you feel. Like, yeah. I think I have an idea, but like, you kind of have to tell it like, also so you can work out how you feel right right and like I mean it's funny you say that because like I'm you know as two people who are coming up on a 20 years of friendship like Mm -hmm. our communication style as friends has had to change over the years I mean I met you when I was 17 I didn't know how to fucking talk to someone totally yeah yeah (laughs) and so like I think that's so fascinating like you know, and that Dawson and her really don't grow. And and I love that you say, you know, their communication style is like, I know what you're thinking and feeling because, of course, we're going to go there in a second. But um, why do you think I said it? <laughs> Aaron is the queen of foreshadowing and Julia just likes to say it outright. Um, so I don't write fiction. OK, so we so Pacey's like, you know you know, if if this is the problem, then you need to go talk to Dawson. And then I want you to call me. And yeah, my weakness, it's, he gives her a forehead kiss and leaves. I know. You know how and I it's can. like, it's sweet for him to kind of like lay out a boundary of like, I want you to talk to him about this. Or like, I think you should talk to him about it, this and then but like, I need you to call me about it because I'll feel insecure. Right. If you don't. <laughs> right, exactly. So Jen and Toby are at bowling together, hitting it off. Yeah. Jen and Toby already great friends. Um, exactly. And Toby's like, like, how did you become so such good friends with the quarterback? And Jen's <laughs> like, because we're both unlucky in love. Like, mm-hmm. hello. And then like, Jen, I was head cheerleader. <laughs> Jen gives my favorite line. He and he's not the quarterback. They throw the ball. <laughs> they throw him the he- ball, and he catches it. Yeah, <laughs> a, queen, a queen, a queen. It's so She's funny. So she, pretends, she pretends to know football, which is so me. That's something I would be like. No, he does that one that's like to the left, like you know, and yeah. like they like say hut and run i don't know <laughs> yeah totally but i also love that she's like i've gone to his football game so i know that he gets thrown the ball like yeah. <laughs> and then they look up and jack walks in and toby calls him captain america yeah and it's jen's weird all, jen's all and oh you changed your mind yeah jack's Jack, like, like way to fake surprise <laughs> So funny. I just like want a television show of the two of them. 
Like, just give it to me. <laughs> I know. They're so funny. It's so cute. I know. And then Jack goes to, like, get shoes or get a ball or something like that. And Toby's just an asshole. Like, I'm like, fuck this guy. Like, <laughs> I, know. I remember hating him when he first appeared. And I couldn't remember why I had this, like, reaction to him and it's because he's fucking dick the whole time because he like sees he looks to jen and he's like nice jacket and and, oh and jack's like oh thanks and he goes to walk away and and toby's like did he think i was serious is that ironic that jacket and it's like you've been making fun of him for being the the quarterback so he's in a flutterbins jacket like i just like i don't know why you think you get to be a dick to people (laughs) like fuck off (laughs) totally Although then Jen gives Toby a pink bowling ball and Toby chuckles at it, which I do appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> Toby's like, um, she's like, Jen's trying it with the two of these. She's yeah, like trying to put them together. She isn't really standing up for Jack either. I agree. I don't like, you know, like, I, I, I don't think I like, I think she should be like, what's wrong with him playing football? Like, you know, like, you know, it's like, look, Toby. Have you been beat up by a football player? Probably. Is this triggering you? That's what you should say. Like, this jacket triggers me. Yeah. Totally. Well, and like, you know, maybe look at why, Toby. I don't know. So we go to Mr. Brooks's and he's like starting to tell the story about how he hitchhiked to the West Coast, which is Mm -hmm. like not the story that he told previously. That was a train. Yeah. And then he's like, so okay. maybe <laughs> and like, he's... and there's also, yeah, whatever. There's no train in Vegas, but whatever. Anyways. <laughs> so he like is giving Dawson shit for not having read the grapes of wrath, which like I'm all for giving Dawson yeah. shit about that. <laughs> I mean, we're from California. So we read hella John Steinbeck. You read yeah. it every year starting in seventh grade. So like read one of his books. So yeah. you're like, I mean, what? I grew up, I grew up about 40 minutes from. Salinas, yeah. So like when he's like, we I read never read it. it. I was like, actually stunned. I was like, what? <laughs> How? in our generation hasn't read that. <laughs> I know. Um, but East of Eden's the best John Steinbeck. Come fight me on Twitter about it. Um, so he gets like Brooks gets all confused about who directed the Grapes of Wrath movie because Ty- yeah. or Dawson's like I've I've um I've seen the movie I've seen the movie, and then like Dawson kind of sees that he's like flustered and like forgetting things, and he's like you know do you like can I get you water like I can yeah. I can stop yeah and then mr brooks is like yeah i'll take a water and some ice and some bourbon hold the ice and water (laughs) amazing great that's what i aspire to be i know dawson like moralizes him he's like i don't think you need that (laughs) it's like and then and then i know he he goes um i don't give a tinker's damn about your opinion (laughs) (laughs) which is a line that we all like so Aaron and I lived with two other people in college and all four of us used to yell that at each other all the time we say it all the time time. all the time it's still in our quote book I know I remember and I gotta I gotta find it I gotta find it um the quote book before the series finale because it has our bets from the series finale in it um it's in my apartment somewhere uh so Dawson like goes and makes him actually like, a pretty fine, stiff down. drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He it's like three fingers of bourbon in that. I thing. know. It's really for someone so concerned, you would put you know less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like by the time he gets back, like Brooks is just like out like a light. He's like sleeping. Yeah, it's like snoring. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson like puts a blanket on and turns off the light. It's kind of sweet. It's nice. Yeah. 
Um, so then we go back to the bowling alley where Jack asks, or Jen asks Jack if he's embarrassed to be there. And Jack <laughs> looks at her and goes, on gay bowling night? Yeah, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Not about the gay thing, but about the bowling. About the bowling. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just, why is it my favorite? It's so stupid, and yet I love it so much. <laughs> Uh, it's fucking funny yeah um, and like i believe jack that's the thing i think he's just i know jack better than toby yeah. like i yeah. believe him he's like it's not about the gay people it's about bowling like i just don't want to fucking do I this like no have you ever ball. been bowling with me once in the whole time you know me no like this isn't yeah, my vibe stupid yeah and toby then comes up to them and like asks jen how captain america is doing and then Jack gets a strike when he asks that. He's yeah. like, of course, he's also good at bowling. <laughs> it's like he throws a he's a quarterback. He throws a ball. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, what? And I then like this is a sport. I took bowling as my PE sophomore year of high school. It's yeah. fucking sport in California, apparently. <laughs> Definitely. Um and, and Jen like excuses herself to go get drinks she's like okay guys like who wants drinks and she like yeah. gets out of there i'm like i see you jen i know. see what you're doing here and jack's like fine i'll bite what is the deal with captain america <laughs> and Toby. toby's like he's such an asshole like i just like don't like him right now okay that's fine I agree. He's being an asshole, but like, yeah. Toby's like, he's a superhero, like Marvel comics. And I was like, imagine this being a thing you hadn't seen 9,000 movie posters I of. I totally was agreeing with you. I was like, oh, what a right. World. Back when I didn't have to know who Captain America was. Yeah. Although and Chris Evans is my favorite of all the Chris's. Oh, the best. He's the best Chris by far. Yeah. yeah. I'm Chris Pine he's, is a close second, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Evans is but the yeah, best Chris. Evans is in one of my favorite movies, Sunshine. So he oh. always has a soft sword in my heart. Sure. And like, but like Toby's like, oh, Captain America's not gay or anything. And I'm like, girl, I've seen the fan fiction. He <laughs> most certainly is. <laughs> Captain America is one of the gayest superheroes, just an FYI. <laughs> And then Toby's like, is this all too gay for you to Jack? And it's just like, fuck yeah. you. I don't yeah. know. It's just like, what? There's only one way to be gay? Fuck off. Because Jack's like, I get it. Like, I'm not gay enough for you. I'm not some yeah. stereotype. I understand. And like, Jack's like, you know what? This is kind of too gay for me. Like, I don't really get this and like how you're do like going about doing this. Mm-hmm. And then Toby's like, yeah, you wouldn't get it, like, not from, you know, your seat at the popular table with the football players. Yeah. So this is when we get into is trauma, yeah. like, what's really triggering. And you wish right. you could just be like, look, I know you're a gay person who's had a lot of trauma because, like, we're, I know what my experience is coming out in this time. Right. But, like, seeing you in that jacket is triggering to me because these are the people that, like, are, the like, the bullies to me. Right. Because that's like, really what's happening, but he's taking out all of his frustration uh, about the people that bully him on Jack, who doesn't deserve that, you know? It's really right. fucked up. No, totally. And, and like, Jack's, like, you, or Toby's, like, you know, you probably have never had a rough day in your life. And Jack just looks at him, like, no, sir. Yeah, like, because and Toby's, he's like... like you sit at the popular table and he's like in the quote real world. If someone ever tells you about the real world, they're probably gaslighting you. Heads yeah, up. Fuck that you know? shit. It's like, okay. Unless they're talking he's to like, you about the real world, San Francisco. And then, Oh my God. And I saw that they're bringing back real world New York with the original. Oh my God. Cast. I was like, go on. 
I'm like mixed about it because I'm like, do they have to share a room? Because you couldn't pay me to be 40 years old and sharing a room. Yeah, I don't really know enough about it, but I was like, I. I'm interested in knowing more. But my interest uh, is peaked. It's peaked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And like he's Toby's like, yeah, you know, if you wouldn't get it because you sit at the popular table. Yeah. And like, yes, Jack won't get your unique trauma. But that doesn't mean yes. that he's Does it's that been make you fucking feel easy for him. Yeah, does that make you feel better? Like, come right. on. Um, and, and like, like that's what Jack says. He's like, you don't like know how tough it's been for me to get where I'm at. Yeah. And Toby's and then he like, leaves. where's that? Yeah. Jack like leaves. He's like, yeah. fuck you. I'm fucking getting out of here. Me. I'm getting bullied by someone for no reason. <laughs> I, I, you know, like maybe I had a bad attitude going into it, but I wasn't like demonstrably rude. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a wild scene. It's a wild yeah. scene. Um, and so we go back to to Dawson's room where Joey's like waiting and he comes in like, and jo- Joey <laughs> Joey brought the crowning counting crow It's crows so scenes. funny. I love She's it. Like, oh, I brought here's here's my counting crow CDs. <laughs> and like we as the audience know what that means. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And she yeah. passes them to Dawson and he's like what what does this mean and like this is someone who knows her better than anyone yeah. Yeah. the audience knows what's happening Dawson yeah. oblivious and she's like oh I figured we could pass these back and forth whenever we have something to discuss which I love the idea I know of. it's fucking brilliant I'm like great yes yeah and Joey's like you know starts off by admitting she lied to him in yeah. Kasdan's class and she's like you know I blew the test and like yeah. And kind of goes into why, like, all the things that have been happening. The B&B. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of laughs at her. And she's like, don't laugh. And he's like, well, why didn't, why didn't Pacey help you? And she was like, I wouldn't let him help me. And Dawson's like, you should let him help you. Like, you know, especially with Alexander. Like, he's good with kids. And then he follows up, which I totally think is thoughtful. He's like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. He's like, that sounded worse than I... Oh, because exactly. he said he says he's good with kids because he basically is one. And then he's like, yeah. and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a sweet um, gesture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's like, hey, I've got your Christmas gift for you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, shit, I didn't bring yours. because It's not Christmas. <laughs> and he's right. like, whatever. Like, you know, it's fine. And he passes her a box. And she opens it and it's yeah. like a photo of her and Pacey at the Christmas party in like a frame. It's beautiful. Yeah. Of like them kind of like Pacey's like got his arms wrapped around her from behind and kind of is like yeah. nursing into her neck a little bit. And like she starts crying a little. She's which like shook. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, it's beautiful. And Dawson's like, yeah, I'm getting better, aren't I? Yeah. And then Joey's like, like, that's not what I meant. And she says, I meant... And so she wants to grow like the type of that they communicate, you know, the way that they communicate. And he's like, I know what you mean. And he shuts the door for them to communicate. Right. My right. That's that's an interesting way of framing it, because I was like, what did she like? I don't know what she meant. (laughs) I'm curious. Yeah. I feel like it's not clear. Yeah. Well, like and that's what they've always done is that like he's like, I know what you mean because I write the character of Joey and I know everything that she says. So I've made up in my mind what you mean about that. And like, I don't want to seek any further info on that. And Joey's like, 
okay, well, that hasn't always worked well, that style of communication. And like Pacey (laughs) is making me talk about my feelings and talk more in depth and explain Mm -hmm. things more. And so Mm -hmm. my new tactic to say is like, oh, I mean this, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, Dawson's not interested in that. Like, you know, he has a hard time listening to what women think. Yeah, definitely. And like, I, and I also think that like, there's this way that he and Joey, like, I don't know, like, I can't tell if it's the show that's doing it. Like the show's like, we want to show you how much they're meant to be. So you like, mm-hmm. kind of never lose track of this, even as like, we've blown up the context of like, yeah. you know, quote unquote, Doss- Joey's Dawson's girl. And I use mm-hmm. that like, that is a direct quote from Paul Stupin. Um, right. And, and what's his name? Williamson, Kevin Williamson. Um, but like, they've already blown that up but they're still kind of clinging to it and like that's my thing is that like why why are you still (laughs) clinging to it especially since she just mentioned like 15 minutes ago when i'm in dawson's room i'm 15 again (laughs) right anyway so then joey asked him asked dawson about like their kiss she's like Dawson's yeah she's like, the kiss. party was fun what about you Gretchen? it's <laughs> like give me the deets okay and joey's like you know he's like it was just mistletoe it's fine and, and she's like so like what's going on there like are you friends or like what's happening yeah like are you are, so are you not interested and he's like well even if i was i wouldn't want to ruin a perfectly good friendship and I do think she owes him this. She's like, look, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, I know that's a nar- like, you know, you kind yeah. of need to do. She's like, I know that's a narrative that you have with us is that we kiss and we set off this chain reaction where we're like kind of no longer friends. But like that, a doesn't always have to happen, and like that only happened because of like you. <laughs> well, and also like, I mean, yes, because of him, but also because of their age, right? Like, yeah, it's like we were so much younger when, like, they were fifteen when they like when she had all the feelings for him and like the Jen situation, like there was all this other like young person stuff. But like when you're older, you can say like, Hey, that kiss meant something more to me. And another person can say, Hey, it didn't really mean that much more to me. And you can be like, okay, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, continue being can, friends. You can get past you know, that. We can see in this moment, the reason why they're not friends is because he doesn't want to give her space to like say what she means. Yeah. How she feels, you know? Yeah. They and don't like, want to grow their communication style. And like, so she, she says, know, she says like, look, after everything, like we're still friends. Like she really wants to cling to this idea that they're friends. Right. My question is, are you? It's like fake it till you're make it, I guess. I guess. You know? sure, okay. And she's like, you know, if we weren't, you wouldn't have given me this, which like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I buy that logic, but okay. Okay. I definitely do. I think it, you don't think it was a gesture. I mean, I think it's a gesture, but I also think like, I don't think they're friends. I think it's a gesture. Right. You know, like maybe they could be, maybe he's in the reality, the world that there's only one word friends. Like they're definitely friends. Okay. Like they're not friends in the same way, but they're not friends in the same way. Yeah. They're not as close of friends, Mm -hmm. but they're like, yeah. So Joey's like, you know, I'm like, basically, I'm going to tell you to go do whatever your heart tells you to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is this 
what did you think of this? Because I felt like, is Joey doing the thing that Dawson did that we made an incredible amount of fun of? Yeah. And we're pissed about at the end of season three. Yeah, like, she's kind of freeing him in this weird way. Like, I definitely agree, but, like, it's different insofar as, like, I don't think she has that same kind of control over him, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in this moment. And I don't know that I think he even like wants to be with her anymore you know like he's heartbroken by her but like the reason why he's so heartbroken in these moments is because he's actually said to himself like i'm not going to be with joey anymore and that's why this pain has been so much harder like this since you know she went with pacey instead of when he like rejected her at the beginning of season three because he's like he said no to her then and but was like i'm gonna be with her later and then even when she was dating jack exactly yeah like there was a like okay yeah like you, can, you have your fun later <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly okay and so like i like i think that like that's kind of the way it's worded in this way mm. in terms of the way the show wants it to be of like yeah. joey's giving dawson her permission but like i don't know if i think that it's the same setup but like it does further this i like codependent vibe that they have yeah, and, like definitely. her being like you know because like to be honest if anyone should give him quote permission it should be pacey it's his fucking sister that <laughs> like that means if they're if they like if dawson and gretchen date and they're serious like pacey will have to be at like family dinners and like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. in a situation that like well i think pacey wants to be friends with with Dawson we know that like Dawson does he want to do that you know they kind of need to have this conversation about it to be frank like I don't know why the show isn't really like touching on this back that like this is (laughs) like kind of creepy in the way that it's happened because Dawson's been so horrific to Pacey you know and the fact that like just because he had a crush on her like when he was 13 it doesn't really negate the fact that he's been so fucked up to Pacey and that he's pursuing a relationship with his sister right and you know we had those we had we've had those like moments where where like joey and gretchen had that conversation about Mm -hmm. dawson where joey was like listen gretchen like he's got this way and then like that comes true you know it's like Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway. So yeah, like you know, like I think Joey's trying to build him up, but since, like I've said, they don't have actual real communication, they have like in their minds what the other person's thinking. So like that's kind of the way it came across to me mm-hmm. is that like she doesn't know how to tell him these things because they've never done this before. Because right. they usually just say like, "I know what you think," and you're like, "No, you don't." <laughs> um. And she's like, "Look, Gretchen would be lucky to have someone like you." Yeah, totally. And like Dawson sort of like hums Mm. like, huh. And Joey gives him a kiss on the forehead, which I'm a sucker for no matter who is giving and receiving it. Really? Because this is such a bad boundary. If you know someone's like mourning you like romantically, you shouldn't do anything physical. That that is true. That is true. But I am a sucker for a forehead kiss. So (laughs) it was I was like, oh, Um, she said thank you to him and leaves. Yeah. 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 So um so we go then to Kasdan's classroom where Pacey comes in and look I'm just gonna say it Pacey delivers a flawless Bartleby the Scrivener joke um 
Because <laughs> Mr. Kasdan asks, asks him to do something he and he to- says, I would prefer not to. Uh, Mr. Kasdan, again, is a dick to Pacey for no fucking reason. I know. For that Bartleby the Scrivener joke, he should graduate at the top of his class. Like, yeah. come on. Because even Mr. Kasdan acknowledges it. So that means that, like, yeah. Pacey knows the material. Like, right. you know, it's just like, what the fuck's happening? Like, they're all just assholes to Pacey for no reason. We actually haven't even seen Mr. Kasdan be a dick. Like, we've right. barely seen him. So, like, it's not the same as that other teacher that was an asshole to everyone, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, you're just kind of like, normal teacher. Why is he being a dick to Pacey for no right. reason? Wonder right. why Pacey doesn't have good grades. <laughs> right. When we find out that Pacey is here to beg for Joey to be able to retake the AP English test. And like, there's this kind of throwaway aside that I wanted to it's address. so fucked up. Where he's, <laughs> he's like, Mr. Kasdan's like, are we talking about a he or a she? And Pacey's like, can we keep it gender neutral with they? Pacey, know, a man like, ahead of his time. I know. Um, <laughs> and Mr. Kasdan goes into some fucking phobia that I do not like. Fucking bullshit. He's like, oh, sure. Let's just continue the corruption of the English language, which is like, you know, fuck. Like, okay, stop man. it. Okay, fucking stop it. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Right? I'm like, Mr. Kasdan, I really want to like you because you seem like not garbage 90% of the time, but not now. Well, in this episode, the scene with Pacey and the other, like, he's only in three scenes. And so there's one scene he's not garbage in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Kasdan's like, no, like, if it's not an illness or a family emergency, like, I, this person cannot retake the test. And then Joey, or not Joey, Pacey starts like, arguing passionately and it's basically yeah. like but you don't understand like this you know this person he works so hard she works so hard yeah yeah she's got a she had to take care of her sister's kid and like she runs a business and yeah, like yeah, she yeah. studies so much blah 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 and um Kazin's, you know cousin's like oh Mr. okay I see. okay so i have an idea about who you're talking about but yeah. like honestly i can't bend the rules for one student you know and it's true, um, to be honest. <laughs> well, oh, my thing is like, as a, I'm like, how about like give people leniency? I mean, I hear you. You can't bend the rules for one student, but also like let people, right? I don't know, make things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, this guy's corrupt because he's also fucked up to Pacey for no reason. <laughs> yeah, like, doesn't make any sense. Um, Pacey's just like. Yeah. I had to try. All right. You know? I had to try, you know. And Mr. Kazin's like, you know what? And you did. You tried admirably. Yeah. It's really and sweet. Like, I'm just like, hey, at least someone is getting what a dreamboat Pacey is. Like, Yeah. It's just hard because, like, once again, we see people be incredibly fucked up to Pacey. And then they say one line. And we're supposed to be like, oh, man, what a good guy. Yeah, like, yeah. What? Totally. No, I hear you. But I do think it's pretty amazing that Pacey would go, like, argue for this. No, <laughs> like, totally. That's amazing. Like, so fucking sweet. I want someone I to do that for me. That's totally. so awesome. <laughs> but then, so so we go to the waterfront and Jack, like, sees Toby, who's, like, in town to hang flyers. And he <laughs> says, you know, know the so gays funny. always recruiting. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. <Just> great. <laughs> Gina, the one-liners. I know, yeah. And, and and then he says to Jack, like, you're out of the alliance. What the fuck was this? 
I don't know. Like, okay, I have multiple questions because Jack sarcastically is like, oh, I'm crushed. crushed. (laughs) But like, first of all, what did Jack do to get himself, quote, kicked out? Well, I didn't know that like, I didn't even know he was in it. Yeah. Was he even in the alliance? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of sketchy ass club is this, Toby, where you have (laughs) to follow these like arbitrary rules that you don't even lay out like i don't even know know. it's like fucking twisted um seriously and so jack like again like jack is just so much like more mature and like sees things more thoroughly like obviously he's saying what i'm saying is like look there's something about me that intimidates you and like i don't need to prove myself to you yeah and toby's like you know i don't know what it is but like jack you can't understand like i can't understand your life and like i judged you based on your looks like i don't know why you intimidate me so much but like i know that this is what i did and then he like tells this really horrible story about like getting picked on as a little kid as he was like walking through a baseball field like by all these jocks basically yeah. And then he says something that I was like, fuck you. I mean, it's hard to hear these. And he's like, and then my sister had to come and help me. And, you know, if your sister has to fight your fights, that means you're gay. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Like, it's just like this hasn't aged well. <laughs> no, it hasn't. And like, then Toby's like, but whatever. you don't know what that's like. And Jack's like, no, but that doesn't make me straight. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Jack. <laughs> True. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Like, that hasn't aged well. I, I, you know, I feel for Toby. I think that's fucking hard. It's fucking bullshit. Absolutely. But also, I it's not Jack like, wasn't the, the one doing like, it. The fact that he got beat up by, like, like that could have happened to a straight kid, too. Like, right. being nine and being beat up by older kids. Like, yes, it's more likely to happen to a gay kid, but that could have happened to a straight kid. That yeah. could have happened to a kid of color. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah. like people are fucking twisted and you don't need to like eat your allies. Like, you know, whose problem that is the parents that raise those pieces of shit. Like, you know, like totally a lot of people at play here that were fucked up and that didn't protect you. And like lashing out at someone who's like in the same similar situation to you. Like that's fucking twisted. Also, that's a good way to like have no one around you at the end of the day. Yes. Um, so we go to the library where Joey's like reading books for this test that she already took. <laughs> Joey, funny. I feel so okay. seen. Like <laughs> I gotta finish it. And Kazan yeah. like comes up and is like tells her he she got a C minus, which is like oof, yeah, oof, oof. yeah. And it's just like again, I'm like this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. No, I I know, but like she could have bullshitted her way to a <laughs> B minus. Like yeah. I just don't believe it. So he tells Joey, like, Kazdan tells Joey that Pacey came to see him today and, like, urged him to let Kazdan, like, yeah, ha- let Joey retake the test. Yeah. And he's like, you can retake it during this makeup test that I have to give tomorrow, but I'm going to penalize you half a letter grade. Yeah. Um, And then he takes her book and he highlights the line. Near the end of March 1845, I borrowed an axe and went down to the woods by Walden Pond. And he's like, tell me the most important word in that sentence. (laughs) And she's like, woods? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, borrows. (laughs) Borrowed. Weird lesson. I would have been like, can I follow up? Like, most important in what way? Right. But like, 
after the speech, I mean, I'm with you, but after the speech yeah. Paisley gave where he kind of told Kazdan all these things, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kazdan's totally makes like, sense. yeah, Kazdan's like, like, look, self-reliance is admirable, but bootstraps is bullshit. It's all about community. Right. Because, like, he's like, you know, the transcendentalists, like, sure, Th- Thoreau wrote this book about Walden Pond, but, like, he was not there alone. Wasn't it in, yeah. like, Emerson's mom's backyard or something like that? <laughs> something Walden like Pond? That. It was yeah. something like that. And he's like, you know, there were people he could rely on, and he did. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> hello, <laughs> Joey. Yeah. Like, Ask don't people for perpetuate help. this weird bootstraps narrative. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So Dawson shows up at Mr. Brooks house and there's like this woman there Mm -hmm. and she's like telling Dawson that he's tiring Mr. Brooks out by like doing this video. And then she's like, and he doesn't want to take his meds because like it makes him not able to remember as well. Yeah. Cause this is an at home nurse. Mm -hmm. Um, And Brooks like comes in and like threatens to replace her. (laughs) It's fucked up. (laughs) And he's like, I could replace you. And she's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And he leaves. And then Brooks and is he's like, like, secrets out, but I'm not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dawson's like, oh, I, I left my camera last night. Uh, Mr. Brooks like, yeah, it's in here. I didn't steal it. <laughs> yeah. And and he's Dawson starts packing up, and Brooks is like, wait, what are you doing? And he's Dawson's like, well, you know, the nurse said the thing. And like Brooks is like, you know, actually, I think that I'd like to leave something behind. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to keep doing this movie. Yeah, like, you can tell he's thought about it, and he's like, all right, like, maybe I should leave, like, a time capsule of, like, who I was and everything. Mm-hmm. And he then he goes back into the story about hitchhiking to L.A. and ending up in Las Vegas, where he met this waitress, mm-hmm. and sh- that was the girl. That yeah. He- and he's like, you know, he gives this. He's like, sorry, go ahead. No, he he kind of says like, yeah, like she was looking to get out of town. She thought Vegas was like a dead end and she just wanted to leave. And when I found a ride to L.A., she jumped over the counter and went went with me. Yeah. And he says all the so way like, to Sunset and Vine. Yeah. So <laughs> she like rode off into the sunset with the guy. So he's is mr brooks dawson or pacey (laughs) that's a good question that's a good question and like brooks is like he got he kind of like look harv presnell like you see that this guy is a fucking actor i know because he starts wistfully reminiscing he's like god i miss her like you know and he just like has this very like like I said, wistful kind of tone in his voice and he's kind of tearing up a little bit and he's just like, you fucking feel it. Like, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. misses her. Um, It made me tear up a little bit, actually, oh. like him talking about it. I was like, oof, man, that is something. Yeah, and so Dawson's kind of like looking at him and he's thinking, but what is he thinking? I think he's just thinking like, I don't know. I think he's more inspired by the girl than by Mr. Brooks. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the fact that the girl just, like, grabbed life by the balls and was like, alright, here's my shot. Like, I'm fucking g- peace out. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's hard to say whether he's like, man, I don't want to end up like this. <laughs> yeah. But I also think, like, Mr. Brooks says something like, the girl, the the woman that he 
wrote off with like she hated vegas because like she was like why do people come here to gamble or in a way that they won't gamble in their actual lives like i would Mm -hmm. rather like she would rather have taken a shot at life than like gamble with dice kind of thing right right right. and like i really liked that sentiment of like yeah you know yeah exactly um Um, so we go over and pacey comes over and and joey's just like smitten she's like so stoked (laughs) well she called him we found out that like she called pacey to tell him to come over yeah and to thank him yeah and he's like what and she's like i'm it it worked what you did i'm able to retake the test and he's like i did and he's like i know i did but i didn't know it worked (laughs) yeah yeah and she like goes to kiss him and he's like nope did you talk to dawson (laughs) i know remember that part when you were supposed to call me after i thought that you were calling me um and he's like what happened and she's like you know i talked to him and like it it's better now yeah she said ghosts lock firmly away mm-hmm. except for the ghost of christmas future and then they go into the scene where they start kissing as they talk and i want to know so in game of thrones we had sex position which is when people were having sex and the exposition for this like everything <laughs> got out this isn't that but like is there a word for this where they're like making out as they have a conversation <laughs> <laughs> totally i want one no. i want a word for that yeah um yeah and you kind of like i remember being like are they gonna fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) and he's like wait 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 wait. we have to do we have something we need to do and then we like cut and there she's like he's helping her study he's like reading flashcards to her as she's like playing with alexander by the fire it's beautiful it's a beautiful scene sweet it's It's so sweet yeah he's such a supportive person and like just her own dreams you know yeah then we go to the waterfront in front of Leary's Fresh Fish, where Gretchen runs into Dawson, where they're headed to the tree lighting ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. No qu- I'm not going to ask questions. So. Yeah. And she's like, hey. And he's like, hey, I was coming to looking for you. And she's like, oh, God, I knew this was coming. <laughs> well, she says, don't tell your mom I'm here. She thinks I'm doing inventory. I'm like, okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, look. I've never been one to gamble. And she's like, ooh, Ooh. let me stop you right there. Yeah. (laughs) And he just blurts out, I like you. And, like, that kiss did mean something to me. And, like, Mm. I lied earlier, but, like, it kind of meant it also. And, like, I just don't want to ruin our friendship. But I also don't want to be the person, like, doesn't say what I'm feeling. Yeah. He kind of really rambles. Like, Mm -hmm. he he has this, like kind of undawson like yeah rambly well, monologue learning how to do this you know? yeah i thought it was cute i really liked it yeah. i was like oh yeah because cool. he's like you know i don't want to screw up our friendship but like i also d- i'm not gonna let fear stop me from doing that like you know from saying what i want to say and like you can tell me that you're too old and i'm not over joey but like i said this and i'm glad i said it because you're worth risking for like risking this for yeah and Gretchen's just kind of like what she's like sometimes a kiss is just a kiss and sometimes a kiss means and then the tree lights turn on and it turns out Dawson just didn't really want to hear what she had to say (laughs) and then they both say happy holidays to each other and watch as the tree lights and then it starts to snow 
<laughs> so, and that's the end. That's the end of the episode. So is his gamble just like saying his feelings, which I like respect, but like, you know. But also maybe that's like the equivalent a- of like writing a girl a letter after you break up. It's like pretty one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, interesting. So yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know that I have much to say about this episode much more. Yeah. It's like I said, I love the one liners, the Jack Jen stuff, Jack and Jen. I just want them on their own show. Yeah. That's that's what my conclusion of this episode is. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like, you know how you're always saying, and it's true that like Jack is kind of like changing the, the stereotype of gay men or whatever mm-hmm. and like particularly that's at this point yeah yeah watching this episode is just kind of like look like i'm sorry that you know football players beat you up but like i didn't so you can't really take that shit out on me you yeah, know you can totally. work on that on your own or like maybe we can have a conversation about that but you just can't be a dick to me for no reason you know right. um and like th- like i like that kind of concept of like you know we're like as the viewer like fuck this guy like what an asshole why is he picking on jack and like their sexuality kind of has nothing to do with it like no totally a dick for no reason i mean not <laughs> reason but like that's kind of how it feels you know mm-hmm. like you know on a personal level he's being a dick to jack for something that jack hasn't done you know right and that's like you're just like fuck that um joey's wild she's super extra again <laughs> it turns around you know i think like she's learning how to communicate we also saw dawson learning how to communicate so that's good but like i don't know if we've seen them learn how to communicate together oh Um, definitely not (laughs) that's like you know one of the biggest issues of the show it's like she does revert back to this 15 year old when she's with that's just like totally like i don't know i don't know i don't know like yeah yeah and like and like refuses to say things to him for fear of how he's going to react, which is yeah. like, it's how their relationship has been the whole time, you know? Yeah. And, and neither of them seem to be working on it. Yeah. And when she does say something, he doesn't react back to her, you know, mm-hmm. like she's like, Gretchen would be lucky to have you. And he just like kind of sits in silence <laughs> and it's like, he's kind of like, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, I don't know. She doesn't. I know you guys lied to yourself that you know what each other means. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, it's like super frustrating. But yeah. So who you're rooting for? I'm rooting for Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm rooting for Jen, but I see what she's trying to do with Jack and Toby, and I'm not rooting for that. I know. <laughs> um. I mean, I you know, I'm rooting for Pacey and Joey to like be better at communicating and i think they're like kind of slowly getting there but it's like come like i want to shove them forward (laughs) totally yeah i completely agree (laughs) yeah i mean i wouldn't be mad at gretchen and dawson like hard to see like that pacey's doing all the heavy lifting yeah (laughs) (laughs) although although i mean that's such a that's such a like inverse of like what normally happens Mm mm-hmm that there's a part of me that's like, yeah, let's make the men do the emotional labor. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, like yeah, there's, totally. there's a part of me that's like, yeah, of course. And then there's a part of me that's like, no, it should be shared equally. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, because then you're kind of like, well, wouldn't you rather like Jen and Pacey be together that are, are on the same emotional level so that they are not all, always doing like uneven, uneven labor in their relationships, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, think they would be a good couple, but I, I but I agree with that point that like they're the yeah. ones that do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So it just seems fundamentally unfair. But and, you yeah. know, I don't know. I Dawson and Gretchen, like. It's not my favorite pairing, but also, like, I think, I mean, I think Dawson has a lot to learn from Gretchen. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know about the other way. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Other than maybe, like, a, quote, good guy isn't going to be the answer to whatever her (laughs) problems are, you know, because that narrative is, like, you know, written by men. So it's like, Mm. uh, I mean, yeah, I think Dawson benefits from a winner in his life. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, Possibly multiple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to see him move forward and like try to move on from Joey. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. I like that they're kind of establishing this like more healthy boundary around communication. I like that. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think that like I get that sometimes you have to word vomit, but that is not like a long term communication strategy <laughs> yes so hopefully he that's true from that yeah <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. weird one though mm. okay for our listener corner this is from tomorrow aaron are you an accountant i've never heard you discuss your job before and i know you mentioned that you pay might pay people to do accounting or people might pay you to do accounting um like you would pay someone to clean your house just curious since i'm an accountant Okay. (laughs) So I feel nervous to say this, but yeah, I know talk about it, but I feel like I should because, um, it kind of contributes to probably why I'm like a little bit more mean to Dawson than Mm -hmm. people are (laughs) comfortable with. Mm. But yeah. So, um, like in 2016, I started working at this nonprofit in LA called Cine Family, and it was um, like one of the most like famous repertory movie theaters in the country. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just like this cultural institution in LA. And the reason why I say was is because in 2017. Um, Julia and I were watching the total solar eclipse in Wyoming and T-Mobile works in 160 countries, but not Wyoming. So (laughs) (laughs) when we came back from that, there had been a scandal that happened where like an anonymous email came out talking about the executive director and, um, uh, it was a me too scandal, like that he had sexually Mm. harassed someone before I had started working there and that like some of the board members had covered it up and that, um, yeah, it was just really wild. (laughs) And as you can imagine, this is before two weeks before Harvey Weinstein, it was a total, uh, wild, wild time to live through. And yeah. Yeah. And just like, it's complicated living through a situation like that, especially when you work there and, um, you know, I was the finance director, so I was on the receiving end of a lot of people like wanting their donations back and stuff like that while like all the revenue had stopped. So it was hard. Um, and you know, the board obviously 
like the executive director left and the operations shut down. And so the board appointed me the interim executive director and ultimately decided to shut down the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time working with the board, I knew the owner of the building, the movie theater. And so he then later after the operation shut down, approached me and was like, Hey, I think I want to open a new theater. Like, what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, the business model is pretty sound. <laughs> um, you know, as long as you keep our labor costs low or whatever. So I wrote a business plan and, and we started to, you know, develop this new movie theater that we were going to open. Um, and so, yeah, we were starting to build this business and I was like, cool. Like I could establish a new company, uh, with like the best human resources and the best, mm-hmm. like you could, like, imagine if you could come out of that experience of like, you know, if you work somewhere that has a me too scandal, that means that it has a toxic workplace. There's right. no way that those two don't exist together. So right. what if you got the opportunity to build a workplace culture from the ground up? Like that is so awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I said, yes. And what I didn't know was that there was this guy <laughs> who had started this blog called Cine Family Accountability, and he had been like writing like new like news stories would like use him as a source. Um, mm-hmm. And he started like investigating what really happened, and like like a lot of stuff happened, (laughs) you know, and like, you know, how do you consolidate like 10 years of workers experience into what happened, you know, at at CineFamily? Like, I don't know, like I was there for like 13 months, you know, there were some highs and there were some lows. And I think everyone has a, you know, a varying degree of experience, but he became fixated on me on his blog. And he did. He started like, like trying to say like I covered up for yeah. <laughs> the executive director and it was really hard. <laughs> yeah. And he would like tell people to like, like he's this, like dragging like my like professional reputation for like no reason. I don't know why. And yeah. like no one knew who he was. Like I didn't know what he looked like. So like he could have showed up anywhere where I was. Yeah. And then, like, he would tell people to make, like, fake social media accounts about the new business that I was trying to open mm-hmm. and, like, attack me. Yeah. <laughs> they would, like, share my personal photos and imply that I had, like, stolen money from CineFamily to, like, go visit my cousin in Mexico City. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, you know. And, like, I would get um, bullied online from, like, random people. Mm-hmm. And it was really painful because like the I was trying to build something safe and healthy for like him essentially and like you know and like and it also didn't make any sense and it was like you know and then it's just like this blind person I don't know and he would say things like I could get your phone number if I wanted it or Mm. don't you think you're in this position because after a me too scandal you're in this position because you're a woman. (laughs) And he would say like really horrific things that are like so toxic and then put them online about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was so hard. And 
I also felt like, you know, the other, other, not all of them, but like other members of the like community, the repertory film nerd community were like, you know, filling into this narrative. Like how am I like (laughs) the person? (laughs) Like, it's like someone was sued for sexual harassment and you're, you're not even talking about him. You're saying it was me. It's so fucked up. Um, and so like, it's actually kind of wild because Julia had mentioned when we had talked, when she came up with the idea for the podcast, because it was just a few days before I messaged her about Pacey that like, I went to a screening of like this wild Fred Durst directed movie starring Devin Sawa. Sure. And like, and I, that's a sentence I didn't know. I I (laughs) How could I resist that? I mean, (laughs) and I went into this, you know, movie like screening and it was like a bunch of, you know, obviously it's a wild movie. So it was a bunch of people from the repertory movie, you know, film nerds. Mm -hmm. And like, I had a full on panic attack. (laughs) I felt like, like, I was like, what if he's here? What if like, you know, like what's going on? Like, what if he just shows up? Like, what if something happens? Like all these people are staring at me like, oh my God, it was like, it was so fucked up. And like, you know, I'm grateful to be privileged enough to just be able to quit. I just called my boss the next day. I called the investor and was like, I can't live like this. There's no reason to live like this. And it's hard because, like, essentially, like, this white film guy, (laughs) like, made me give up everything. Mm -hmm. For, like, what? For no reason, you know? Yeah, because he had some um, thought about how something should that he knew nothing about should have been done. And he and he came after you because he was mad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking twisted. And like, you know, yeah, (laughs) he even after I quit for like four months later, he was still posting about me. And even during the pandemic, he made up a new email like address, like assuming that I had blocked him because I had. And he emailed my personal account during the pandemic. Yeah. That's fucked, man. And I think, like, I mean, I I just want to say, I mean, that's not, I know the story, but that's not my story to tell. But, you know, I think one of the things is, like, how big this, the Cine family was, like, that this is, like, such an institution in Los Angeles. And, like, you know, it's, it's hard when the thing that goes wrong is nothing that you weren't there that was yeah. that didn't happen when you were there it happened beforehand and you know and somehow you got dragged into this conversation about it even though none of it had anything to do with you um i think that's like to me as your friend that's been the hardest part to like have to like watch you go through is like this is a place that a lot of people in LA have an opinion of and yeah. so like that's fuck. That's, I mean, I mean, I've hated having to watch you go through the whole thing, but, um, but you know, it's, and it's hard. What do you do? He's not like breaking a law. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like I tried to get a restraining order against him, but he, 
the law doesn't protect that online bullying like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was truly horrific. And so, you know, I have, I have a lot of trauma towards film nerds. I do, you know, and I don't think all of them are bad, like obviously, but like I can feel, I get really triggered really easily, obviously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also like, I mean, not just in, uh, I mean, not to just bring it back to Dawson's Creek, but like one of the things this season is this storyline with Mr. Brooks and these two people like bonding over it. And I know like that it hits differently, right? And, you know, one of the reasons this time that I was pointing out, like the directors that like all the directors are men that are helping each other is it's like, it's not just in the repertory theater community it's like all over it and so and I mean even I think our conversations about like that and we talk about this a lot in the book the the conversations about um the fact that there were never there was never a female showrunner on this show that really is centered around Joey I mean yeah you know no and that like I'm still a white woman, so like how much representation would it have been? But like I would have been the director of a new repertory right. theater in LA, you know? And yeah. like, you know, like yes, I'm white and like so okay, is that a real victory? But like I don't know. Like it's not not a victory. <laughs> but it's <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean it's you know, it's it's a victory, it's lifting everyone up and you know I know the team that you were building there and it was a really diverse, awesome place. Yeah. And so I, I thought it would, would have been a victory and I, I, I don't know. I was excited to see what you would do there. And I'm pissed yeah. at this guy that like fucking denied me, denied yeah. me that. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. Totally. I yeah. wanted to see. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Just like terrorized me. <laughs> yeah, you did. He did. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I probably should have told y'all. I mean, obviously I don't, I'm not hard on myself because it's my story, but like when it was like, why are you mean to Dawson? I was like, should I say it now? <laughs> but you but, know, it's hard. It was really painful and it still is to be honest. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But that is what, um, you know, I, I think one of I don't know. For me, a great pleasure was being able to watch you sort of step into that role and do that. And yeah, um, I, you know, I'm glad I got to watch you do it and I wish yeah. I could have seen more. I mean, and I still got to do it for like 18 months, yeah. you know, I just didn't get to like launch it and you know, any, the pandemic happened. So it wouldn't have actually happened, but yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's still is it's, like, it's still raw. Too. It's still disappointing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So, so yeah. So there you go. Thank you for letting me share. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for our workforce bound, mm. this one is so exciting. Okay. Because, oh, I'm so excited. Well, because it's from a current high school senior. <laughs> uh, oh my God. When I was putting, I like, I, I like saw the beginning of it and got so excited and was like, you're not allowed to read that. Yes. <laughs> you have to wait till Aaron reads it to you. Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God, we have high school students listening to us. Yeah. So exciting. <laughs> and like finding Dawson's Creek. I love that too. Like I know I so do too. Um, yeah. yeah. So this is from Anna. 
this is our workforce bound. Yeah. Uh, being a senior in high school right now, college is pretty much all me and my friends talk about. I go to one of those Massachusetts schools where going to college is sort of a given with all the students. And I didn't really think about my peers who choose not to go to college until one advisory class last semester. It was obviously a Zoom call. Don't get me started on how downright depressing it is to be a senior in high school right now. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel your pain. I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it a lot. I do too. Yeah. yeah. And none of us wanted to be there. And my advisor asked each of us what our plans are for next year, which is a question I've sort of grown to hate during the college application process. Oh, I remember that feeling so <laughs> <Yes>. well. <laughs> but most of us answered that we are headed to some college within New England. I still haven't decided yet because I'm indecisive as hell. But one kid surprised us all by saying he wasn't going to college. He has this whole plan for next year, and I just thought it was so cool. During one of our in-class days, I asked him about his plan, and he told me that he had really planned it all without help from the guidance office, which was strange to me because at my school, the guidance office loves to preach about how they are there to help students with their future planning. But hearing this story, his story sort of reminded me of my sister, who is a junior in college majoring in nursing. I remember three years ago when she was doing the same thing I am and how stressed she was. She received little to no help from guidance office and basically got into college sitting at my dining room table writing her essay with my mom. As for me, my mom told me not to go to the guidance office and that the two of us were enough to get me into college, but I assumed that the rest of my classmates went to guidance. And I think it's so cool that this kid is so independent and knows exactly what he wants to do. That's one of the things I find so interesting about my generation. It's something that I've really struggled with, especially in middle school. I sort of had a crisis where I kept thinking to myself, do I really want to go to college or am I just saying that I do because that's what my parents want? And after touring a few college colleges, my mom was smart and did that before lockdown happened. I realized that it was something that I wanted. I'm really excited for next year and whatever college I choose to attend. I'm not looking forward to those debts, though. Yikes. And I am excited for the kid in my advisory because I can tell he's going to be a very successful on his own. And without the help from the very school system, we have been attending for 12 years. Mm. Anyways, wish me luck for having to make a decision on college I want to go to because it'll definitely need it. I wish you well in these uncertain times, and I can't wait to never hear the word Zoom meeting again. Girl, <laughs> <Pearl> same. <laughs> Definitely. Good luck. I I know you're going to make the right choice for you. Anna. Oh, my God. Good. First of all, good luck. Second of all, please email us and tell us if you want. <laughs> if you feel comfortable, yeah. please email us and tell us. We would love to know where you're going. Yeah. Um, but like that's I think I think thinking about it is the most important thing. And saying and like I love that the kid in your class like is like, hey, I know what I want to do. And I'm going to go do it. And like, I think that's so great. And, you know, I think a lot about I, I did my junior year abroad in England and English people do a gap year, you know, yeah. so like, and I, I'm like, I don't know why American kids don't do that. I know. I begged <laughs> my parents to do a gap year and they wouldn't let me. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't. I was like, uh, next things next. And I kind of wish that I had because I think I yeah. would have really benefited by having like a year to like do some shit and fucking figure myself out. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we talked about this last week 
you know, you'll find the right school for you. And if you don't, you can transfer. And like, it's not the end all and be all. But also like, I think, you know, I think the point we want to make is it's not that college is bad. Absolutely not. You know, we both went and, you know, yeah, I don't know. We are who we are. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know if that's I don't know if that I don't know if that reflects good or bad on college, but that's the truth. <laughs> um, you know, and we wouldn't have met if we didn't go to college yeah, when we did and where we did. Um, and so yeah, and like my fiance is in undergrad right now. You yeah. know, and like I know that he had a lot of. Tra- I don't really want to speak too much for him, but like he had a lot of trauma about like not going to college or graduating from college and I was just like well then you just go go back to school like I don't understand he was like and then on top of that we have I didn't know this because like in my class if you don't know what you're doing you just go back to school so like being like older in school doesn't feel weird to me like I took classes over this summer because that just feels instinctual to be like I don't know what I'm doing maybe I should like yeah get a certificate or do something in school related, you know, that like feels like acceptable. And I had to explain that to him. I was like, I don't really, I actually don't understand where you're coming from about like feeling like this will be weird that you're older. Of course it'll be weird that you're like hanging out with 18 year olds, but like, you don't have to do that. (laughs) But like being older in school, like doesn't feel weird to me. And like, I actually hope that we can like dismantle that, you know, like, you know, it's like, for, you know, this listener's classmate, if they decide whatever they're just doing doesn't work, like college is always there. Totally, totally. And I just, just a little thing about being a senior in 2021. I do, I think about it a lot. Yeah. I will say that it will be a great story one day that you will tell to people when they ask about things that happened. You'll be like, oh shit, let me tell you this wild story. Um, That doesn't make up for the things that you miss, but just know that like that is going to be a story that you tell and that you have. Yeah. And we say that as the generation that went to college a couple of days after September 11th. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly what I was thinking about. Like, it's totally different. Everything's different. But like, yeah, that's like a uniqueness to class Mm -hmm. of 2001 is that like we all started college right around 9-11 and like which means we all had our complete childhood before 9-11 and then our introduction into adulthood with 9-11. Welcome. <laughs> which is weird, you know, and, yeah. and unique to us, obviously, um, in a way. Um, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, it's a wild time to be alive. And I like, you know, I don't think prom matters, but I think not have like not being able to choose what things you participate in is the sad it part sucks. to me. Like, yeah. you know, you didn't want to go to prom. You didn't want to go to prom, but the fact that you couldn't, that like makes me sad and like, not just prom, like senior night, all the things. You yeah. Know, all that, the things. Yeah. The sucks. thing that I feel for you about is like the just random nights of driving around in someone's car. Yeah. There is a very specific feeling to that. And I think mm-hmm. like, that's the thing for me that I miss that I miss about being that young the most. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So you'll be surprised at what you miss about being that young. Um, and to me, like, it doesn't make up for the things that your your classes, the 2020 and 2021 are going to miss out at, on. But also do know that, like, you're going to have a really interesting, unique experience to share. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just think echoing back to what we were saying last week is like, it is disappointing to hear like at a difference. I know Lori's um, from Utah. So like at another school across the country that the guidance council is like a little guidance office is like, you know, not necessarily providing the help that we think it, it should, or it, or it actually does, you know, that feels like, I don't know how, like what to do about that, but that is disappointing. (laughs) And I think that's what like this larger conversation that we're having season long is kind of about is like, what is the point of the guidance office? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good question. Um, I didn't really spend any time in mine, uh, but yeah. Yeah. I remember that the narrative at my school from my friends was the guidance. We had two college advisors and that one of them, and you were like divided by your last name Mm -hmm. and the one that was mine that I was supposed to go to that everyone's like, she's racist because she had told a kid like people like you don't go to this school. Oh shit. Yeah. And so we're all like, that lady's racist. (laughs) Um, And to no one, I didn't know anyone who went to her interesting i i guess i did have a i honestly don't remember but i think i did have a guidance counselor i don't remember who that person was or what conversations we had all i remember is my vp my vice principal really liked me and helped me get like a thousand dollar scholarship um Mm -hmm. for you know some for like something yeah Um, that's all i remember um, but yeah, my mom, but my mom worked at university, so I, I had my own guidance. Um, yeah. I mean, like, you know, for better or worse, like even my grandparents went to call for my grandparents went to college. So like, I definitely, same. um, had a different experience where it wasn't like too no. difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like almost, yeah, every member of my family went to a, I mean, except for my mom's parents, because they didn't live in California at the time, went to a UC or a Cal State at some point in their educational career. So there was also like kind of an experience of that. And I was the youngest of the cousins on my dad's side. So like even there was like, um, you know, uh, relative experience to when I was, yeah, yeah, recent experience to when I was applying. So like, I don't know. Like, I don't like a lot of these stories that are seen in Dawson's Creek, like even about like Jen being like, what colleges did I apply to? And he lists all of these schools that like we've heard of. Like, I just didn't know people that were like applying to Brown or like. Yeah, I mean, I knew some. And it's not like that, like, like I went to like a quote good school. Like I went to a really quote good school. So it wasn't like that because it was like, well, we're just going to go to Stanford yeah in my school the big one was stanford but that's because i grew up about 45 minutes away from yeah it's just like you can get a similar level of education like very close (laughs) a lot closer look i just i'm i'd be remiss my mother will murder me if i don't say that cal is a better school than stanford um and a state school (laughs) uc berkeley yeah i mean Um, i just think it depends on what you want to study for sure, but I, I, know I, I must <laughs> say it like that. Otherwise I will get a phone call. <laughs> okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Listen, but uh, still goes to the big game almost every year. So yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's just like a totally different experience. Uh, and then, but, you know, on top of that, like obviously the demographic of the school I went to, it's like 
people's parents also had already gone to college. So that makes it completely different as well. Totally. And I think that's like the real divide, right? Mm -hmm. Is it's like, what I mean, that's my thing always with the guidance counselors is like, okay, I don't really need the help. What help are you providing? It's like, what are you going to help me with? Like, yeah, what (laughs) help are you providing the people that actually do need the help? I have, you know, that's part of my privilege um, is like that. Not only do I have both of my parents went to not just undergrad, but, you know, higher have higher degrees yeah Yeah, and almost everyone in my family has a higher degree like Mm -hmm. you know I don't need help applying to college I got I got a deep bench for that but what are you doing for the people who this is the first time yeah that's always my question yeah 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 so yeah or the yeah and just in general like okay well what if you aren't going to college like I always was I actually knew some kids that like I've said, we had this ROP program. And so when they graduated, they had already like finished all of their hours to be like a, you know, beautician or whatever, a hairdresser. And I was like, how did they know about that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. I think that's Yeah. That's so awesome. But I was just like, how did they know that they could do that? Like, I guess someone would have told them, but like, I don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. Like, you know, I knew we had this ROP program, but I didn't know that like, that was one of the programs you could do. So I was like, oh, how'd they know about that? And I, I just like, can't imagine this guidance counselor would have help them you know with that (laughs) totally sad so but but good luck to you and um and like i said if you uh if you think about it anna if you want us to know we would love to know we're rooting for you yeah definitely and yeah you know we all hope we never hear a zoom meeting again but yeah it's here to stay (laughs) also the get up kids album something to write home about put like put that in your spotify that really? will get you through your senior year of high school. <laughs> Got me through mine. <laughs> Definitely. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, um, Anna, for sharing. And yeah. thank you, Tamara, for letting me use your question to tell my story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening, um, making space with us. I hope you're all staying safe and keeping your eyes on the vaccine. It looks like where might be. Some people are getting it. Julia's getting hers. She signed up. So that's exciting. Um, You know, don't forget, (laughs) we're not the only people that need the vaccine. So (laughs) it's really hard to see the vaccine roll out in, um, you know, the rich, the rich places and not other places. Um, yeah. So keep an eye on that and we should be horrified by that. Um, Mm. because you know, we already know variants are happening. So (laughs) cool. Uh, yeah. Black lives matter. Uh, defund the police. Uh, we stand with the farmers in India. Mm. Um, stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us uh, Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. Um, I'm getting your emails, but sorry, <laughs> I haven't been replying. <laughs> uh, it's a wild time to be alive. Uh, we want to shout out a boy, Kilia, for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. Uh, you can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. We have merch bit.ly slash Dawson's critique. Um, Oh, you can buy our book. Is it available in Mexico? 
Uh, it should be. I saw that email or that yeah. tweet. I'll I'll check into it and see if there's an okay. issue. There's been some glitchy shit about yeah and with with all the things. Be available worldwide. <laughs> yeah, supply chain problems, but it's in Europe now. I know. Yeah, I, I yelled at someone about that. Yeah. No, I didn't yell. I was nice. Well, yeah. I wrote a polite email. <laughs> um, so you can buy our book. I remember everything. Life lessons from Dawson's Creek. Wherever you get your books, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Um, and let's shout out Changing Hands Bookstore in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, one of my faves. I can't wait to go back to the bar uh, at at Changing Hands um, yes. next time I am in Phoenix, hopefully, which will be watching baseball. Um, I'm so I'm so ready. Uh, anyway, uh, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts um it helps us immensely when you do and thanks to those of you who have really appreciate that my instagram and twitter is at pesty 1079 please come argue with me about john steinbeck novels happy to have that discussion <laughs> um, we'd like to thank as always andrew bush who we're oh my god we might be able to see sometime in 2021 and we're Seriously. so thrilled about that so close so close <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rarebird books uh, can be found online at rarebirdlit.com or on social media at Rarebird Lit. This has been a Rarebird production. <laughs>